Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. Um... I'm lost for words. Ellen is in the studio with me. Oh, now you act like that never happens. It was only two weeks. <laughs> it, it seemed like forever, though, because I when I, uh, I I sit in here and the lights are all out and well, I, I have the animals with me when I do it, but I uh, know. Well, it's good to have you home and it's good to have you back. It's and good uh, to be back. It was very cold where I was. I'm Did sure. Not like that. Well, I mean, we are talking to the world, and I'm sure. There aren't many places that are hotter than than Florida. Yeah, at least in the U.S. I mean Arizona and stuff like that. Yeah, but you know what I mean. At, it, at least we have warmth. I, you know, there was somebody asked me the other day. Um, I'm bringing Joe back to the airport. He's flying back home to uh, New Bedford uh, tomorrow, and it's like 50 degrees. And someone said, "You coming with him?" I said, "Absolutely not." <laughs> you know, no, and, why and you say, well, why do you, you say know, that so, ma- yeah. so why do you say that so matter of factly? I said, look at your phone. He said, yeah. I said, find the weather app. <laughs> yeah, and tell me what the temperature is. That's why. And it's probably something not good. It was okay when I first got there, but then you know yeah. it rained, and then it got suddenly very cold. I did not have the right clothes. I had to go out and buy clothes. I of course. I yeah. didn't think about, you know, I had long yeah. sleeves, but I didn't think about sweaters. And also, you know, it's funny because, um, like, when I was a kid at Christmas and I got a bicycle or something like that, I ran outside of my pajamas and slippers and ra- yeah. rode the bike. And it just didn't, didn't take even anything think about out of it. it. I know. And now, the other, the other morning, it was like a little chilly here. And I'm like, ooh. Well, I so, think we get spoiled. My yeah. niece came from Alaska. And, you know, she didn't even like the weather there. Crazy, right? Yeah. Well, I think Alaska's not as humid. It's very humid in the mountains in North Carolina, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah. Well, you know, that was, funny. you know, another thing. Like when I, I did mention Arizona, I worked, I went to work out in Arizona building uh, cellular phone towers and, and all the equipment and all of that. And I remember telling people it was 120 degrees in the shade. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, but that's a dry heat. It's still heat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You stick your head in a microwave, or you stick your head in an oven, you're still burning up, yeah. you know. And um, you know, but you know, I'm I'm grateful that I'm here, and I'm grateful to be able to um, be blessed with living, you know, where I choose. I mean, for the longest time, um, I didn't have that luxury, oh, you know? know. And you know, I'm grateful today to be able to look back and grab all of the remember when's and still um, not have a, uh, what would it be, like a tainted view of where I came from. That wasn't me. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah. You know, and, and there's a lot of people out there. We, we've, we've spoken about it in different shows who forget where they came from, you know, and, uh, you know, the greatest gift that was given to me was that I remember where I came from. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't want to go back there. No, because it keeps me away. I, right. I, you know, I am that guy. I'm just not acting that way. And I'm so blessed to be able to know that I don't have to. And that's, that is truly the biggest blessing of all, to have the tools not to have to go back there. You know, to be able to look back and say, it formed what I am now, but it's not who I am now. Right, you know, and you see all of those little, little quotes and all of that stuff on social media. And and when I first got clean and sober, I'm going to say clean and sober and abstinent. <laughs> to and heck with it. So I just go with every. So I just covered everyone. Um, when I first stopped using. Uh, that stuff didn't make sense to me. I was, oh, I thought it was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, all I was these, angry with it. All the yeah, it's like, what is this hokey stuff? Why, you know, <laughs> why are you making me read this? Please, and now I love them. You know, we call them the slogans. Mm-hmm. And you know, there there are an awful lot of them, like you know, think or just for today, 
or keep it simple, Kiss, stupid, yeah, right, you know, yeah. all of those little things. Yeah. And I would see them posted everywhere, and I'd think, oh, what, you know, what is this? But you know, if you start breaking them down, they all do have a simple but true meaning. And and you know, the thing about it is, is that you know, you see them like the bumper stickers, you know, and yeah, I don't, you don't see as many as you used to anymore. They used to be around a lot more, but. You would be in traffic and you'd see a keep it simple, stupid, or just for today, or O-D-A-A-T, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it would anger me at first, like I said, because I wasn't sure that's what I wanted to do. And now there's somebody telling me in the car in front of me that this is what you're supposed yeah. to be doing. Um, now, if I see it, I, I welcome it because it, it clicks me back to... Where I'm supposed to yeah, be. And it, it just makes me smile. Yeah, it gives me that positive thought of, you know, you're doing the right thing and and uh, look how far you have come right. that you're not swearing at a bumper. Yeah, right. You know? Right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, so. and and you, you have something in common with the person in the car, too. Instead of being angry at them, you have a, a commonality. Right. And that's cool. That is cool. It's... Uh, it's kind of a wonderful place to be, and certainly better better than than where both of us were years ago. Very much so. Very much so. You know, I'm, I'm while you're talking, I'm I'm skimming through the uh, the Google Google alerts. Yes. And um, this one is in the Tribune. I don't know what Tribune, but um, a light in the darkness of addiction. Candlelight Village will be held Monday in. Hornell, don't know where that is, or um, national for something about uh, association with the National Red Ribbon Campaign. Do you know what that is? Red Ribbon Campaign? I don't. Have you heard that? No. I haven't. No, neither have I. But I mean, it's it's always good just to even just read a couple of I'll read it just a couple of sentences, and and it kind of there's always something like that silly little bumper sticker that pulls us into a right. into something that we can talk about. It says an ounce of prevention could stem the tide against the growing drug epidemic in the United States. Locally, one event hopes to highlight the lives lost, as well as those damaged by the wide reach. Of drug abuse. Now, even just those two lines, um, you know, we always say that there should be more or there can be more that people do or there can be more awareness. Um, If you have anything like that, send it in to us because I'll put it on the website and I'll mention it on the air because, you know, I'm I'm skimming through these things. And if I didn't have the word addiction in my uh, Google alert, um, I wouldn't know that this was happening. So if there's something that's going on in your area, just send me a little quick uh, snapshot of it and send it to uh, Ray at miraclesandrecovery.org and we will mention it because these things go a long way. But sometimes there could be one going on right now and and we don't know about it. It's a group of 20 people and and we could get more publicity for it. And that's... Didn't we used to have one around here? I seem to remember going to them, but I, I haven't been in a long time. Um, well, there was a few, and then I know that there was the one at the uh, at the church. It was an annual thing. They asked me to. Yeah, you spoke one time. Yeah, and the, and the lady kind of like boss hogged the mic yeah, away yes, from me. Yeah, yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that was okay. I was there doing what I was supposed to do, and it was just holding the mic for her. But, yeah. Well. Yeah. That was in that early radio days, right? Yes, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, I think, it, I was think it was quite a few years ago. But that was a that was for um was that overdose awareness? Because I think the woman who started it lost her daughter. I think she did. Right? It was I know they you know, they had pictures of all the people that yeah. had been lost to the yeah. to the disease and the epidemic. Um and then they had you speaking and she was talking a lot and I don't remember who else. But, you know, there was Just, a program. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, things like that, things like that definitely hit at home because if you don't get to be there to listen, at least there was, you know, there was press coverage and everything like that. So it was out, you know, and with, with today's social media, there's no excuse why not um, 
put something out there and, and to get a crowd. I mean, I don't even know really what happened with President Trump signing that uh, that opioid um, thing yeah. this week. The emergency thing? Yeah. Yeah, I don't either. I haven't. Well, I mean, we've had a lot of horrible stuff in the news. Well, that's what I mean. So, you know, I mean, a bunch of of crap comes flying in after it, and and you don't even know if it was good, bad, indifferent, or what. So, at, at that point, it's pretty much indifferent. Because because when we have something like that and he signs the emergency funds and, you know, we talked last week or the week prior about Massachusetts using the majority of theirs for the aftercare type um, um, assistance versus, uh, you know, they're up front getting somebody into recovery. They're taking taking care of people outside of detox and and, uh, rehab. you don't hear any more, and then when something you know great like that can happen, it's lost in the shuffle of the madness of the world we live in. It really is. Yeah, and you know the the opioid epidemic will eventually simmer back up to the top because you know it's still huge. I saw the um, it's up to 174 a day now, right? Which is you know up from what 135 just. Two or three years ago. Yeah, not even. Yeah. yeah. And you know the... So, I mean, it's like a small country worth of people are dying every year. Yeah. It's and the sad, the sad thing is, is that, isn't that, um, like, I, 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 I don't want to sound um, unconcerned about, about things that are going on in the world, but 174 people a day... And that's just from opioids. Yeah, that's that, yeah. That's not talking about all the secondary. Yeah. Well, we're not talking about cocaine because I know a lot yeah. of people still do that, and that will kill you in an mm-hmm. instant. We're not so, talking so, about so. So we're throwing that number up upwards of three hundred a day. Why isn't that front page news every single day? Why isn't that what we're focusing on? Why are we worrying about all this other silly crap that we're worrying about? I mean, it, you know, um, I, I, I get all of that stuff is real. But the realness of addiction, we, we are still considered second-class people. Yes, and, and that, that is the reason, I think, that it doesn't get more attention uh, or the kind of attention that it deserves. Yeah. You know, it, it can get a lot of negative press that will rile people up. You know, I'm paying taxes, and I don't know an addict, so mm-hmm. why, you know, why am I paying taxes to help somebody that could help themselves if they wanted to? And I right. think— they don't realize that they can't help themselves. Why? Why am I? Why am I taxes going to buy a knock-in and yeah, and yeah. methadone and you know, and now the um, the safe injection sites—that's a big one. Lots of people very upset about that. There was yeah, but a, you know something good. I'm, I'm I'm glad they're upset about it because because usually what happens is is that either someone stops listening. Because they're not capable of making sense out of what it is that is being put in front of them. Or the majority of people slowly morph to, hey, well, maybe this isn't that bad of an idea. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is is that their cousin, their cousin's daughter, their cousin's something happens in their, in their family unit. And they go, oh, well, is that safe? That's, yeah. you yeah. know. There's so, that place. You can go there. Yeah. You don't have to worry as much. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And, but that's, uh, again, attack, I, I saw a rant on Facebook today. A lady went in there. Somehow she got some of the needles, brought them home, and did filmed herself on Facebook saying, you know, why are my tax dollars going to pay for this? And she holds up the bag full of needles. For people who should be taking care of themselves or perfectly capable of it and they're not. Yeah, but but what I what I don't get is why is her day so free that she can just go sauntering into one of these and, and that's her agenda for the day. Yeah, I'm why? gonna go in, I'm gonna go steal steal some needles, some used needles, well which is bright, right? And then I'm gonna bring them home and jeopardize everybody else around me with this with this bag of tainted needles just to put them on social media and be some kind of um, warrior for justice. Yeah. Stop it. Exactly. Yeah. Until you, I, uh, and the biggest problem in my mind is that unless you are experiencing it as a family member, 
mm-hmm. you are not going to understand how this could be helpful. Right. Uh, well, it, well, there are people. There are people with common sense out there. You know, the people that we see. You know, the the Facebook, the Facebook terrorists, and the, and the you know, the social media terrorists that that when you post something that you think is positive and twenty seven people bash you because that's not what their right. thought process is, those people will never get it, and and that's why Facebook uh, or social media. Is is the greatest tool in the world for them because they can voice their opinion and never have to confront anybody right. with it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I do have a friend that gets put in Facebook jail periodically. Oh well, yeah, but you're not. You know, you're still not they being let confronted. They her out though, and she's she's doing it again. Yeah, but but that then. But what is that? That's silly. That's silliness because you you know that you're. Posting something that is on the lines on the on the on the lines of, uh, for lack of a better word, say decency, but you do it anyway. I think some people just really like to rant. They like they like cyber silly. attention. I guess I don't know. It. I think that can kind of become an addiction too. But that's why we have a tainted world, and that's why we're not getting anywhere with um, our need for assistance with with uh, addiction. This is true. This is true. Just because of that fact, there, you know, once one you you read one article, one positive article about addiction, and then there's four more that that yeah yeah that come on and say all addicts are immoral. And yeah, oh, lazy look at this. Look at this mother. She left her baby. Yeah, I know. But I mean, like, get over that and and help the person. Yeah, start you know? realizing that maybe this person doesn't want to be this way. Love yourself enough to be able to help someone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's, that, that can be hard to do. Yeah. And and that right there is what some of these people are experiencing. They hate themselves enough that they're throwing all this negativity out there just so that they feel better about themselves in the crap that they live in. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I think I think there's a necessary it's necessary in a way because, you know, I'm reading articles from whatever tribune that is and I'm we, we read things and you know, uh the addict's mom has a has a uh, thing, you know, so you can read people's struggles across the country, across the world. Um but then there's the negative side of it as well. Always. Always, and the and the negative always seems to get more over than the positive, and that's the unfortunate thing. No, a- absolutely. Dial eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. That's eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent, inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision-making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Ready to transform your health and your world? 
Join host Melissa Alexander for Insight Living with Vitality. Melissa and her guests go behind the scenes on what it takes for practitioners and clients to transform themselves and others. She provides insight to medical procedural breakthroughs, available product resources, and explains lifestyle choices designed to improve and expand your vitality. It's time to get rid of that baggage, remove those blockages, and prevent buildup from hindering your progress in life. Tune in every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back. I uh, was. We were talking about um, events and things like that, you know, um, opioid awareness or overdose awareness and last month was uh, even though we're almost out of wow it was almost halloween i know yeah right dead in the middle of toys for tots oh really i just like completely lost my train of thought because i thought toys for tots yeah you know the toughest the toughest thing is 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 um trying to get someone in the community to give us space to be able to sort, store, store sort, oh, yeah. and distribute the toys. There's plenty of open buildings. Right. But it's just getting – the toys are not a problem. The toys – I wish it was the other way around. I wish we had a facility um, where we could house the toys in order to you know sort them and, and, and distribute them and had to scramble – through the community for toys because that's not a problem. We have 200 and something boxes out in the community and they fill them up and we, we distributed uh, 29,085 toys wow. last year. That's so, amazing. And, and, we got to, and we got to store maybe 1,500. Really? What did yeah. you do with the rest of them? We gave them all out. Oh, you just gave them out that quickly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, 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 we handed out 29,085 we I always like to try to keep a just a uh, little a bit okay. a little reserve just in case during the year there's a, a family that loses their house or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know after all the other services come in all the ancillary services the Red Cross and this and that and the other thing um, we can give the children toys because if they lost all their stuff you know no other organization houses toys. So uh, we we have the ability to be able to do that. So I try to keep some just for that reason. Um, but I, I lost track. the 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 thing that's tough is finding that location, and I'm I'm coming to you, to the awareness. Like with everything else, it's easy to throw a box in the corner of your store, have seven warehouses that are big enough. Throw a box in the corner of your store. You're helping, mm-hmm. right? But you have the ability to be able to help on a different level, and people just turn a blind eye to it. That's you crazy. know, it's crazy. It's very crazy. But it's like anything else. I mean, you you know, some people are willing to half step. And what does yeah. half step prevail us? It prevails us nothing. Granted, yeah, you're given. And, and and I and I commend you totally for that, and I will take your toys. But if during November and December you have a nine thousand, ten thousand square foot warehouse that's just laying there, and no one's going to be renting it, yeah, donate it. N- no harm, no foul. Yeah, and it's not necessarily, you know, I mean, we're getting off we're getting off topic here, but um, you know, we're insured. We give a, um, a certificate for tax purposes for those two months or however long that you have it. We pay for the electricity. So all you're doing is you're donating a space that's not being used anyway. And people, it's tough getting people off of that. They'll go, yeah, 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 I'll take a box. 
Yeah. Well, well, can I put How about it in some space? Well, you know, there was somebody that was going to sign, and if they don't, call me back next week. It, it, that uh, is the toughest piece, I'm you sure. know, because I hate to ask. Mm-hmm. You know, putting a box in someone's, you know, you, you're putting a box somewhere, you're you're making or or you're asking them to be part of something greater than. Um, what they are doing or being part of something greater than um, what my my um, request is to put a box there. Just three or four toys in that box will will give a child Christmas. Oh yeah. So that's greater monetarily, like all the other stuff we talk about. They go, oh well, no, we can't give somebody free space. Yeah. You know, and and that's one of the things that we. Uh, that the foundation frowns upon because if we're paying rent, we're taking away from toys right. for children. Exactly. And and you have to. I have to kind of go through all of that with people, and they're like, "Well, let me check with it," and and they never call you back. I mean, we always make out every single year. We make out. There are there are a lot of people like I try to. And and I think it's I think it's you know a lot of the things that I do and the, the, a lot of the behaviors that I've learned was because of the road that I traveled getting clean. Um, because if I did this in my first five years, I wouldn't be able to do it. Right. Because I would be yelling at everybody. Exactly. Exactly. This one's a jerk. That one's a jerk. I I, I get it. I, I you know what I mean. The thing is, is that uh, there are a lot more people stuck in their quote unquote first five years when you approach them for things. Right. You know, right. and even in stores and everything like that, I'm just so grateful that, um, I have an awareness of being, I guess, you know, in the sense of when I, when I'm approaching somebody, I when somebody's approaching me, I, I kind of, um, have gratitude that I, I get it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I don't have to. If I don't have to engage in like madness, and I and, and there's a lot of people out there that you know you you're even in a grocery store and you say, "Where's the uh, cocoa puffs?" Uh, <laughs> I would me. No, no, just one aisle. Yeah, one aisle. No, no, no. I'll. Uh, Okay, glad I made your day. Yeah, you know, isn't that their job? Yeah, and I think, but I think people, everybody would benefit from some type of. I think it's empathy. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people have no empathy for what's happening to anybody else. You know, you're stuck in your own little world mm-hmm. of misery, and you don't understand that other people are suffering too. But full circle, that's why we suffer. Um, less awareness about what it is that we're doing because people are stuck in their own in their own world and don't want to engage into something that may make them feel uncomfortable dealing with an active addict, dealing with right. somebody who's trying to get clean, dealing with all of that chaos. They would just rather stay in their bubble, you know, five blocks away and and not have to deal with it. And when the when you see something on social media, you you immediately go, okay, I'm going to keep them away from me. Yeah. Oh yeah, dun 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 dun, boom, and you hit send, and 47 people go, well, that wasn't friendly. Yeah. You know, but and and 47 other people are like, yeah, way to go, keep keep on, keep it up, you know, keep up the negativity, <laughs> just, I love it. It's just madness. It is madness. Yeah. We, we live in a crazy world, but I think it's always been crazy, you know, maybe to different degrees in, in different periods of time, and we're going through one of the crazier ones now. This is, well, this is always, this is always, I, I would say you're right, in the sense of, you know, the madness has always been there. It's just the options are like way close to our face right now, Right. you know. And you can pick and choose whatever and go off on something negatively there and positively in this direction. The same yeah, individual. The same individual. Yeah. That's very true. But I do see, um, you know, I'm in a lot of mom groups on Facebook, and I do see a lot of moms who, like me, are worried about the stigma that's attached to the disease. You know, oh, well, you know, she's a drug addict. And that, you know, so that. That's yeah, no, a I get cutoff it. Point yeah, there. yeah, 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 yeah. But 
you know, you know, never mind that she's clean and she's working and successful. But see, the the, the rest of that sentence, there's a but on that sentence. Oh, she's a drug addict. But if he's okay with it, then so am I. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is when people clarify or classify me something other than what I do, uh, I get I get my feathers all, you know, like, no. I mean, I'm the one that's living it, so I'm the one that should be able to say what it is. Um, but I get it. I get, I get, like you said, you know, you're in a lot of groups where you're um, hypersensitive about the oh, stigma. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm not so much hypersensitive about it. I, I, I accept the title. And, um, well, that's because you've, because I walked it. Yeah. And, and you've I moved, wear it. but you, yeah. you've moved beyond it too. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and you I, know, I, there, there's so much, so much stigma and so many, you know, you get in trouble, you go to, you know, you, you get, in, you go to jail, you have all these things and then you get out and you get sober and you try to do, to do better and you try to get a job and nobody wants to hire you, even though, yeah. you know, now every Every job requires a drug test. You pass your drug test. It doesn't matter. You've it got shouldn't this even record. be part of it. Yeah, that all of that stuff shouldn't even be part of the equation. If you can pass, if you're literate enough to fill out your application and go through the right. interview process, and you, you seem to be a decent candidate and pass the drug test, then this whole background thing. Yeah. Well, they, they have something called breaking the box. Yeah, and in some cities now where they are not doing the background check until you've determine that this is the person that you want and that maybe the background Which check is not going to make that, that much difference. Done anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, every job that I've gotten in the last few years was, you know, days of paperwork and, yeah. you know, drug testing and background checking. And then the job that I'm in now, I'm background checked every single year. Oh, no kidding. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, I, when I was, when I was coaching and stuff like that, they did a, a Corey checks annually because I was, Coaching children. Right. So I get that. Like if you had a DUI or if you had something, you know, if they checked in April, they checked again the next April just to, just to make sure right. that you're, you, I mean, you're, you're with kids. I get it. But if you're a productive member of an organization, I don't see the need to be able to, uh, need to have to check you again. I just don't think things in your past should come back to haunt you in that way well but i guess technically it's not in your past if if you were clean in april and then you're not well the, the um, that's year. true but i mean yeah. if you've got somebody who i know i don't i think they go back 10 years or something but if you've got somebody you know five six years ago mm-hmm. and the, and they've got a good track record i'd give them a chance for sure oh yeah they, you know, a lot of the corporations yeah. are structured such that you got that on your record and eh, you're not going to come you're when not going to get this i job, was working period. i was working for a lab yeah, actually, it was the one in Massachusetts, and I drove up to, I flew to Destin to interview um, a field service, you know, a potential uh, field services um, individual for, for um, account maintenance up in that area. I had the flu. And I, when I got there in the afternoon, I slept. I slept all day, all night, and I woke up the next morning, and um, I interviewed her. And when I left, I said, you know, I recommend she gets the job. And, and it was my determination whether she got the job or not. So I, I let human resources know, send this one the packet, this, that, the other thing. We're, we're going to hire her. They called me back the next day and said, um, She's pregnant. So? I said, so? She's seven months pregnant. Oh, you didn't even notice? No. Oh, my gosh. No. Oh, my gosh. I said, okay, she's the person for the job. You know, like, the, how, how do we not hire her? You know what yeah. I mean? They were looking for, I get it, because well, of. Well, she'd have to take a few weeks off. But that's we didn't have anybody in the off. area anyway. Yeah. So we trained somebody for a month and a half, and then she takes a couple of weeks off, and no harm, no foul. She was probably one of the better people that I hired, and I hired her technically by accident. I uh-huh. hired her when I had the flu. I had like a 102 temperature, and she oh my gosh. Didn't even notice she was seven months pregnant. No, wow. no. Yeah. 
You must have been feeling bad. Yeah, but I mean, you know, those things shouldn't matter. And that's what I'm saying. You know, like with with somebody, I don't care about what you did. As long as you've got the capability and the qualifications to do it now, I don't either. I don't either. If you were a bank robber and you and you've you've done your time and I mean I I, I I'm gonna find gonna find these words tough to say, but um, I kind of agreed with the NFL when they gave Michael Vick a job back after he did mm-hmm. all that all that dog, right? You know, I mean, he brutalized dogs. He did his time. Well, you know and he does I mean? a lot of dog charities now. Well, he yeah, he does not because he has to. Well, but, um, but still, he does it. Yeah, but he, you know, so where's the line? Do you do you hold someone accountable for the rest of their life? And that's and that's what and, you're saying about the stigma. Will. You know, you, you hold someone. Account- yeah, I'm sure I'd see somebody if I went back home, and they'd go, "There's that scumbag." Yeah. Well, yeah, that was thirty years ago. You yeah, know? and people can change. Yeah. But nobody gives you credit for that. Well, not nobody, but a lot of people don't give you credit for that. The majority of people don't because they're the ones that are influenced by Facebook and social media. And they're judgmental and moralizing and all those things. And that's the unfortunate thing about the stigma attached to addiction. And I I don't know how to get over that. I don't know how you get past it. Well, just like I said, throw the the words in there. But if they're okay with it, so am I. If you... you, um, your daughter's doing fantastic, right? She really is. Yeah. With with uh, she got robbed on that on that oh uh, on that contest. Yeah, yeah she, sure she got did. robbed on the contest, but but at least even, she was in it. Yeah, no, exactly. And she found something. So, um, if someone is calling her an addict, so what? I yeah. get it. That yeah. You, yeah. Well, you know. and she had to get creative to have a career. She did. You know, there were things in her past that would have kept her from an awful lot of jobs that she would have but liked. But perfect to case in point, she had to go sit twice while she was going to school. She had mm-hmm. to take herself out of school and and pay the penalties of, of her active That's addiction. exactly right. Uh but and she, she sat back. in jail, but she just kept kept going back, and that and that's the stick to it to this. So, so what do you do? Do you look at the, you know, the bad aspect of it, or do you look at the individual that is trying to better themselves and 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 make make positive changes? If somebody would have kicked her out the door and said that she couldn't come back to school, you don't know where she'd be right now. Yeah, I know. Probably, you know, not so in a good place. I guess you know the best thing to do is embrace an individual like that. Don't give them your wallet. Don't give them the keys to your car. But you know, give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and I really think them giving her the benefit of the doubt was one of the things that turned her around. Yeah, and I but, do. Well, because you, because they believed in her, and and it's it's you know some type of minimal trust. Okay, well, just go do what you have to do. Your seat will be available. Oh shit! Again? Okay, yeah. go do what you have to yeah. do. <laughs> your seat, yeah. your seat will be available, and. That's all we really need to do is we need to we need to love. There's something I'm going to read on the other side. We need to love our addicts. Uh, we don't need to um, enable them, but we need to love them. Give us a call, 866-472-5792. 866-472-5792. We'll be back in a moment. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you tired of the healthcare system only treating your symptoms and never addressing the root cause? Discover how integrative medicine can resolve health issues through dietary and lifestyle changes and the use of natural supplements. Increase your energy, memory, mood, immune system, sexuality, and more. Join Dr. Sunil Pai and Maureen Sutton to help you take back your health with natural evidence-based solutions. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. 
Have you figured out what to attract in your life in order to make it successful? There are those who can and those who can learn. Your intensified energy gives you willpower to move the bar forward and be happy. Happy people spread their energy throughout their lives, and once they figure it out, go on to be successful at nearly everything they set their mind to. Join host Ellen Morano and her panel of guest experts and co-hosts on Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health and Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin, breast cancer survivors and advocates. They help by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We got the power to change the world. Is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back. And when before we left, I was saying something about love, love an addict and uh I saw this on social media two days ago, and I took a snapshot of it. I don't know if it's original words from uh, my friend Melissa up in Massachusetts, but if we aren't loving the guy with track marks on his arm or the girl we've heard all the bad things about, the same way we love the people we talk to on Sunday mornings, I think we have a serious misinterpretation of God's love. And I think that is very true. That is solid right there. That is so true that, you know, but I think that has a lot to do with all of the uh, spinoffs of um, identity and, and all of that stuff. Like, if, if, we, if we embrace an individual, but we have to use a different thing in our mind to okay it then that's okay yeah you know um at least we're embracing them right and 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 that right there breaks that chain of of uh, like what we were talking about with with your daughter with with you know the trust and with the somebody believing in them it doesn't matter what you are or what you you know whatever the stigma is that's around it as long as the recovering addict alcoholic individual feels um, that type of embrace it's you could never you could never get that on the street I never got that and that's why I pushed way back into becoming an emotional terrorist and this and that the other thing and hiding who I really was because um, nobody embraced that in me. Right. You know, so when I, when I got clean and I still wasn't sure about what it was that I wanted to do, those positive reinforcing milestones is what got me to where I am. Exactly. And it wasn't my doing. It was all the things that were put in place. Somebody believing in me, somebody handing me a key to their house and say, can you go let my cat out? Hey, wait a minute. This person's giving me keys to their house, yeah. and they're not going to be around, and I got to go let the cat out. 
Um, why is this idiot letting his cat out in the street? <laughs> no, <laughs> but that but, wouldn't have happened but yeah, before. No, yeah, it wouldn't have happened before. Well, and, and it's not. I don't want to make it sound like it was all roses and happiness and positiveness. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, there were a lot of days where you know she was down and didn't think right. she could do it. But you know, people did believe in her, and I think that helped. I think that helped mm-hmm. her to persevere. You know, on the days when she really felt like she couldn't do it. Right, and, because and, because that's that's part of being human. It's not you know it's not even a piece of addiction. It's just we're human, and we're going to have good days and bad days. Right, and and that and that all goes with you know with the recovery, with the recovery mindset of let us believe in you before you you know while you're trying to believe in yourself. Right. Um, that you know, not, like you said, not everything is roses in paradise because not everyone in the program is roses in paradise. There are still some people that are sicker than others, sicker than you, but at least step out of where you are. You will ne- if, if you never try, the answer will always be no. Right. You know, and if you're willing to take no for the rest of your life, however long that may be, that's not really a happy place to be. I mean, I, I knew that I knew that there there came a time when I knew I had to do something. Existing the way that I existed was going to drastically change, whether it was for the good or whether it was for the final. I knew it. And I think everyone, everyone that I hung around with almost had that same, I don't want to say desperation because I really wasn't desperate. I I was, I was like saturated to a point of, okay, take control and, and, and do this, um, point me in the right direction. And then I, then I became desperate to stay clean down the road. There was no desperation. My first. So you didn't get the gift of desperation at the first moment. um, no, I got the the gift of saturation, and I, I didn't have the ability to be able to uh, make common sense decisions, but I knew that if I didn't follow that positive hand that was pushed out to me, that I had a final hand that was going to take me. Yeah. And um, I think everyone gets to that point. And some people just aren't capable of saying, help. You know, some people just aren't capable of saying, um, I want something different. Because for the longest time, that was my experience. So if something didn't, like, you know, maybe it was some kind of blind gifted desperation or, you know, the... Uh, um, um, Divine intervention, mm-hmm. right? I probably would have walked right into that dark hand because that was where I was going. And then all of a sudden, something went in my mind. Yeah, this is maybe you know, maybe this isn't where I want to be. Well, it almost sounds, you know, I've, <clears throat> I've heard you say saturation a lot, and I've, I've been trying to figure out what you meant by that. And today, it sounds to me like you had just had enough. You'd had enough with the way you were living. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, very much and, so. And you, at that <clears throat> point, did not really know what you were going to do, but you knew you had to do something, and you'd already seen that hand extended to you probably several times. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I grabbed for hands. I, 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 I manipulated um, abstinence uh, for the situation that I was in. So I knew that there was a different way than I was living. I just played a game with it, and I and you know you see you see people play games with it. I mean, I think that's that's part of the, yeah. you know our, our disease playing that game. But when I when I ultimately, I remember the day that I walked into detox for the last time. Hopefully, uh, February twenty eighth, nineteen eighty nine. How how spent I felt. I couldn't. I couldn't think anymore. I couldn't rationalize anymore. I, I couldn't because death was an acceptable experience for me then. You know, uh, because I know I lost a lot of friends, um, and I was driving towards things that were taking my friends. 
right? We'd see mm-hmm. it on TV. Oh, and, yeah. You know, so death was one of those, ex- you know, exceptional options. Fortunately enough, something happened February 28th, 1989, that kind of jerked me out of thinking that death was okay or death was acceptable. Um, but I still wasn't aware of it for nine or ten months after. Well, it takes your brain a while to yeah. heal from all of that, too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the things that we call it post-acute withdrawal syndrome. And Who's you know, we? <laughs> the moms. No, it, it, it paused, yeah, actually, P-A-W-S. Gotcha. It, yeah. it is actually a, a yeah. diagnosis where, yeah. you know, you're, I guess the receptors in your brain mm-hmm. have been used to getting a chemical and now they don't have it. So you're yeah. going to be depressed and you're going to be, you know, Oh, yeah, you whacked out for a long yeah, time. Yeah. You're going to not really, you know, you'll have probably more bad days than good at first. But if you keep moving mm-hmm. and, you know, you see enough people that have kept moving and, and, Look at the life they're living now. They're happy. Yeah. I mean, not uh, happiness is is an illusion, but you know. No, they, no, it is. It is satisfied. With I think their it's lives. acceptance. Yeah. 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 I don't think it's. I don't think it's happiness because, well, I well, mean, you're I'm, able to live a life. Yeah. And, and you know, have good days and bad days, but but they don't send you down to the abyss. Right. And and to me, that's a beautiful thing. Because the abyss would have taken you otherwise, and it certainly would have taken you. But you got to the point where you you just had had enough. And yeah. you probably didn't even really realize it at that moment that that's what it was, that you'd had enough. But, you know, the hand that's been extended is still there. This mm-hmm. time I'm going to take it. And eh, we'll see. The funny thing is, is that hand was always there right. and it's still there today. Still, right. still there today, and that hand is there for everyone. We just don't always see it, right? You know, but it is but always there. Yeah, it's 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 there for everyone. It says, you know, in some of the readings, it says some people are uh, constitutionally incapable of grasping our program. Yeah, but usually people with severe mental disorders. Yes, but that hand is still there for them as well, right? Right. You know, um, some of those people get it. Well, if they, you know, it goes on to say if they're capable of believing in something greater than themselves. Right, right. Yep. And, and I think that's probably the whole secret to it. You know, I am not the center of the universe. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I know yeah. you thought you were. But. Yeah. No, but, I mean, everybody seems to think they are. Fortunately enough, um, when I say things like that, I know that I'm um, totally off base. I know it's. I know there's no more great I am in me. Right. You know, because I wasn't even out there. I wasn't the great I am. Look what I did to myself. Well, so, I know, but uh, left yeah. to my own devices, I can make someone homeless, helpless, and loveless. That's what I can do. Yeah, you're. You know. Yeah. So, <laughs> how is that the great I am? But, you know, the disease itself, I think kind of, I don't think you think you're the great I am, but it's a very selfish, self-centered way to live. Selfless. Selfless. Is a lot easier than selfish because selfish is about me. Selfless is about you. Right. You know. And there, you know, there can be a mix in the middle. You got to take care. Oh yeah, yeah, too. yeah. There's, but, there's, there's serious you know, gray area in when there. When you're in your disease, you're particularly selfish. That's what I found. Yes. Because all you're thinking about is how am I going to get it? How am I going to get it? You know. Next. Next. The next. Yeah. Next. The mm-hmm. next. You get one, and then you're already thinking about the next, and that's all you can think about. Yeah. So you kind of lose everybody around you. Yeah, and actually, that uh, we lost that hour. We only have like a minute left. So. Wow. Yeah, we just start talking about all kind of silly stuff, and the hour goes by, you know? But it's not silly. No. no some of it was. Some of it was. <laughs> and we can talk. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, with that, Ellen, I guess we'll say... With miracles in recovery, hope is in your corner. That it is. Good night, everyone. Stay blessed. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. 
Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.